Hi, I'm Doug the Neighbor, and welcome to my podcast coming to you from the Possum Trot Studios. And today is a remote coming to you from Wimberley, Texas, for on a special occasion. But I'm Doug the Neighbor, and welcome to my podcast. Okay, listen, this is very exciting because I am doing a, a podcast as a remote, and I want to let you know to all of our podcast listeners that we do a little bit of housekeeping before we begin. So let's begin right away. Again, we are doing a remote from uh, Wimberley, Texas for a special occasion. And Jojo Bear is back there at the Possum Trot Studios. He is the vice president in charge of production and drinking all the Dr. Pepper. And there at the Possum Trot Studios, Cowboy Otis is there doing uh, his security bit. And Cowboy Otis is a very scary guy. And you know that. Okay. Also, I'd like to point out uh, we have a small gift from Bill Buffalo and amazingly we are interviewing Bill Buffalo today as the podcast we have the uh, dried prunes which is a gift from Bill Buffalo I think it has a uh, message there he is a stand-up comedian and it is a message and we also have the longhorn mug from Jerome Murray who does his uh, own podcast please check that on out okay now I also like to point out uh, that uh, the Doug the Neighbor podcast is in 24 countries around the world. So if this is your first time to Doug the Neighbor podcast, glad to have you here and hope you enjoyed this podcast and the many other podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple, whatever of the uh, uh, streaming services that you use. Glad to have you here. Now, the sports quote for today, sports report, sports quote for today, the Texas Rangers uh, ended their miserable season last week, uh, losing more than 100 games. Absolutely ugly. Season is over, and the Dallas Cowboys play the New York Giants on Sunday, and we are looking forward to that. Now, as you know, in the month of September, now October, we have started the a sports report featuring Kennedy Swan. Yes, she is a neighbor, and she is a cute young gal that graduated from uh, Ole Miss, and she won the NCAA golf championship with her team and she is going pro now she has the first half of her q card qualification qualification card and she is uh, going up to oregon to uh, complete part two of her qualification to join the lpga so we are featuring kennedy swan real cute dynamite of a golfer you cute little piece of dynamite with red hair very charming and we really like uh featuring kendy swan she is one of my uh uh, neighbors okay now for the uh bluebell ice cream price index you can still get two pints of bluebell ice cream from the cvs for five dollars and that is an excellent excellent deal now uh we are in Wimberley, Texas, and Wimberley is about uh, 90 miles south of Austin, Austin, Texas, where the Possum Trot Studio is, and we are doing a remote podcast with Bill Belford. 
Bill, how are you? Hello, Doug, and I want to thank you very much for having me on your show today. Okay, glad to have you here. Now, thank you for joining us here in Wimberley. We are here to watch the Texas-Oklahoma game, and we're sitting outside at Savage's Hill Country Bar here in Wimberley. It's absolutely beautiful here, isn't it? It's absolutely beautiful, Doug. I can't get over how gorgeous everything is. It's a beautiful day in Wimberley. Very few clouds, and it's probably about 85 degrees here. And we are in the heart of Texas, and we are very happy to be here, right? If you love Texas, this is the place to be. This is the place to be. That's terrific. Now, Bill, thank you very much for coming here to the Doug the Neighbor podcast. We're really looking forward to this. You and I are old friends. We go way back to high we school. We go way back. We go way back. We go way back all the way to high school, four yeah. or five years ago. <laughs> And you recently moved back to uh, Texas from Las Vegas, correct? Correct. I was lived in Las Vegas for just over 17 years and uh, just a few weeks ago moved to Houston, Texas. So what is your uh, Texas day? Uh, my Texas day would be uh, August 15th. That's the day I moved to Texas, a day of infamy. Uh, excuse me, a very famous day in my life. <laughs> starting your Texas uh, uh, adventure, and that's absolutely beautiful. So let's begin our interview, and we certainly appreciate you being here while we watch the OU game, and at the, currently it is uh, Texas is leading by 41 to 30, so this is very exciting, and we're in the fourth quarter. So It's a great game unless you have the under, which I do, Doug. <laughs> And we enjoyed our burgers. Our food here was quite good, wasn't the it? food was great, but the score is way too high, Doug. I had the under. I thought I told you that. <laughs> okay, let's begin our uh, interview. 63 and a half was the point spread, a point on this, and I have the under. <laughs> oh, Bill, you really know. I've lost everything, Doug, everything. <laughs> I really love that, Bill. Okay. Bill, what is your name? My name is William Roger Belford, and my stage name is Bill Buffalo. Yes, your stage name is Bill Buffalo, and we will get into that. There aren't many stages, though, that know me by that name. <laughs> You're starting Matter of your... fact, there are none that know me by that name. <laughs> You're working on your stick with me, huh, Bill? <laughs> it's Love great it. to be here, Doug, in Texas. <laughs> okay. All right, Bill. William Roger Belford. That, that's correct. Uh, uh, yeah. are, is that family name uh, named after anybody? In I'm named after my father's father. Oh, is it your grandfather? My grandfather. Yes, okay. Now, where, where were you born, Bill? I was born in Charleston, West Virginia. Whoa, I did not that's know right. that. That's very the heart of Appalachia. Part of heart of Appalachia. Okay. Now, have you ever done your uh, DNA, Bill? If you're born in West Virginia, you do not need to have your DNA <laughs> done. Everyone is related to everyone in West Virginia. <laughs> you are Bill Buffalo. <laughs> that's true. It's true. Everyone is related to everyone. Okay. Now, I introduced you to. Uh, Jojo Bear, our uh, vice president of production, drinking all the Dr. Pepper. He is back at the uh, uh, Possum Trot Studios. Uh, did Hello, you, Jojo. <laughs> did, did you have a teddy bear when you were growing up? No, my parents would never allow me to have anything when I was growing up. <laughs> what about a pet? Oh, certainly they would never allow me to have a pet. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Continuing. <laughs> so how about a nickname? Do you have a nickname going on? You know, my parents uh, would my parents would call me Billy. 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 Oh, that's sweet. Okay. Yeah, they, Nobody... they, they thought I was a sweet kid. <laughs> you are. Did I fool them? I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> now, where did you go to high school? I went to high school in El Paso, Texas. Uh, one could say most of the time was was at Eastwood High School. Eastwood. That's where Doug and I both went that, to that's high school. Where, that's, that's, right. that's where we met, and that's where we started our lifelong uh, relationship. It's hard to believe it's, believe it's been that long, Doug. Yeah, I know, it has been a long Seems like time. only yesterday. <laughs> a long, yesterday, long night. <laughs> it's been a long, long nightmare, Doug. <laughs> All right. So, yes, we both met at Eastwood High School, yep. and we were the... We were the uh, duo. No, no, the trooper was our mascot. Yeah, the troopers. Go. Go. Troopers. Troopers. Yes. Troopers. Okay. <laughs> now, when, Thank you, Doug. I needed that help. <laughs> when you were in high school, were you in the choir or were you on the swim team or anything? Like uh, Doug, I was in nothing. Nothing in high school. I was lucky I was made it to school. <laughs> I would get lost on my way to school. <laughs> How about a job? Did you have a job while you were? You, you know, I did. I did. I, I worked. I worked. Uh, I worked ever since I was sixteen, Doug. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. Worked at Joe Schwartz Jewelers. Uh, I, I, unless you're from El Paso, you'd never know it even it was even there. Okay. It was in downtown El Paso. Okay, so that begs begs a good question, uh, Bill. How how did your family get from Charleston, West Virginia, to El Paso, Texas? Uh, they made a wrong turn in Albuquerque, Doug. <laughs> Now, seriously, my father was in the jewelry business and uh, worked for a large uh, chain jewelry store called Gordon's Jewelers and okay. was transferred to El Paso and opened up the, uh, matter of fact, the Northgate Shopping Center when it opened up many, many years ago, decades ago. Yeah, yes, yes. He opened up the store at Northgate Shopping Center. Oh, isn't that interesting? Now, is the Gordon's chain still around, or is that Zales? No, now? no, it's part of Zales, and I believe Zales is now part of a company called Signet, uh, oh. S I G N E T, and they're they're a matter of fact, they're a listed company. Don't hold me to that, but I believe that's yeah, the yeah, case. Yeah, in this day and age, with companies changing hands so often, and. Uh, companies being overtaken and changing hands it's hard to remember but i do remember the gordon's chain and you worked for joseph swartz uh, jewelers what, what what was your job there? it was a high school job what what did you do there i was a stock boy i just uh, handled merchandise i would bring it upstairs if it sold and um, uh, replenished uh, stock that was sold uh, in the uh, showroom. And and do you remember what street it was on? On Mill Mill Street, 311 Mills. I'll never forget that address, 311 oh, Mills. 311. Did you enjoy that job? No, I did not, Doug. <laughs> I, I did not enjoy that job at all. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I only got paid $5 a day for eight hours of work. Whoa, now that's back in a long time ago. That yeah. was a long time ago. FDR was president at the time. <laughs> Getting a serious answer out of you is interesting. <laughs> I am serious. FDR was president at the time. Minimum wage was very, very low back then, Doug. Now, Bill, where... I'm sure they thought I was overpaid, too. 
<laughs> where, where did you go to college, Bill? I, I stayed in El Paso and uh, lived at home and went to the University of Texas at El Paso. Oh, oh that's interesting. What, what did you study in uh, El, at uh, University of Texas El Paso? I, I had hoped to go into law. I studied pre-law and graduated with a degree in political science, a liberal arts degree. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, I went to UTEP, as, uh, as you know. And yes. We, we saw each other on the campus yes. many times. Doug would wave to me. <laughs> he tried not to know me in college. <laughs> Doug was the cool kid. <laughs> Doug was the cool kid. <laughs> Bill was not the cool kid. <laughs> okay, Bill. Now, now you mentioned that you studied political sciences in, in yes, college. Yes, yes. So did you continue working at the jewelry store when you were in college? I had a lot of different jobs when I was in college. Um, could not keep anything longer than just a few weeks for whatever reason. But, uh, well, you were in school, so yeah, it's hard. It was, yeah, I was in school. Uh, actually ended up uh, during the uh, end of my uh, second and third year of college, I actually got a job working up in upstate New York uh, for the summers. Uh-huh. Uh, at, at, at that time, was a pretty good job, and working as a, a waiter and a, and a busboy in the Catskills in New York. Oh, in the Catskills? Yes, no, yes. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, at some of the Jewish uh, hotels up there that's in the correct. Catskills? Yep. Which yep. hotels did you work at? Uh, I worked at a hotel called the Concord, which uh, was one of the largest hotels in the Catskills. Uh-huh. And all things considered, I, I actually enjoyed working there at the and time. And what, what did you do up there, Bill? I was a waiter. I was a short order cook. I was an usher. Whatever I could do to... To make some money to save to uh, pay my way for the my third and fourth year of college. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. Now, when you uh, graduated from college, what was your first job when you graduated from college? My first job out of college was uh, I was living in Connecticut at the time. Was a a, a drug rep, a drug pharmaceutical rep uh-huh. for a, uh, a chemical company that had a pharmaceutical division called Penwalt. P-E-N-N-W-A-L-T, Penwalt Corporation. Penwalt Corporation. Right. They were a, uh, believe it or not, they were the company that came out with the amphetamine pill during the 50s. Uh We could never talk about that pill. It was uh, Black Beauty was what the pill was called on on the... black market no pun intended right but uh, we that actually the, that was the yeah, nickname of yeah. it yeah uh that was we were the company yes sir that was us okay and uh that was our believe it or not that was the big seller in my market uh, but uh that was the company i worked for okay all right now that's very interesting so you graduated from college and then you got uh, your first job out of college was in connecticut you said yes i was living there my I, a friend of mine and i drove from el paso um just decided to take a road trip, and my car broke down in Connecticut, and I stayed there for two and a half years. I actually got married for the first time in Connecticut, and uh, yeah. moved back to El Paso soon after I got married. Oh, well, that's, now, why would you, uh, you had a job in Connecticut, and you, you met, uh, you had a, a gal there. Why would you move back to El Paso? Well, a very pragmatic reason. There was no way in the world I could ever afford a home or the standard of living in Connecticut. Even oh. even back then in the early 70s, it was a, a very expensive place to live. You yes. can imagine what it's like today yes. living along the eastern coast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. El Paso, also the gas the, the gas prices at the time, there was a gas crisis war, uh, yeah. uh, Arab or uh, oil embargo was going on. Yeah. And uh, El Paso was like a very peaceful place. And 
Uh, my you went wife, to high school there. Yeah, you went to college there. I so. knew people, so mm-hmm. my wife and I decided we'd move back to El Paso, and that's exactly what we did. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Now, when you got back to El Paso, uh, what what did you do in El Paso? Uh, I entered the uh, real estate business, and for 30 years, that's exactly what I did. I was in real estate for 30 years in El Paso. Excellent. And what sort of real estate would you be doing? Most The first 20 years, I actually did uh, uh, mostly commercial real estate, traveled around the country, worked with a, a, a fledgling industry at the time, the fast food industry, uh, yeah, securing yeah. real estate for various fast fast food chains, say that fast, various fast food chains yes. in the southern United States and secured sites for them uh, for the first 20 years that I was in real estate. Okay, now who, which fast food chains? Would Used you to do a lot of work for Long John Silver's, for Grandy's, for okay. Pizza Inn. Um, okay. Okay. K-Bob's at the time, which was a chain. Uh, yeah, uh, K-Bob's, you may, yeah. You remember yeah, them. Yeah. And many others off the top of my head, I can't even think of. Local local restaurateurs. Right. It was a very, very, it was a good time for them. It was a good time for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's very interesting. Uh, and that's when you started your family in El Paso? Correct. I have two children, a, a young girl who is now 45, and a young son who will be... Uh, 43 next month. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And uh, one of your things that you that you we talked about earlier is what you did while you were doing uh, uh, real estate. What were you doing? Believe it or not, um, I always felt I had a creative aspect to my personality. Turned out that was not true, but I always felt that I did. (laughs) And uh, you had the attitude. That's all it comes. During this period of time, my wife and I divorced, and I remarried, and, and my second wife, Vicky. Uh, also felt she had a creative aspect to her life, and we decided to uh, get involved in community theater. I did some theatrical work when I was in high school and decided I wanted to pursue it, and both of us got involved in community theater for almost 20 years. And, and I believe that, that you were uh, praised for your work in community Actually theater. won a few awards, yes, did, a lot of, yes. did a lot of Neil Simon. Uh, whenever they needed someone to do Jewish shtick, I was there. They would, That was the one they, they called. And it's so amazing. I'm not even Jewish. Can you believe that? No, no, I am Jewish. And I used to do a lot of uh, Jewish shtick and uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of Neil Simon shows. Yeah, and Neil Simon, yeah. I played the uh, middle-aged uh, butcher or whatever character he had. <laughs> it was, And my wife and I loved it very much. Oh, you know, that's excellent. That's yeah. excellent. In the El Paso area. Correct. Now, uh, and you raised your family. Raised and, my family. And then yes. you uh, then you had a change of life, and you went to in the, our mid fifties. My wife and I were just born, uh, burned out in what we were doing. I'd been in real estate for thirty years. Uh, she was an, a supervisor in education, and we were both twenty four seven. And we decided we wanted to change. And uh, our kids had grown; they'd finished college, and we decided we wanted. Uh, to slow down a little and we moved to Las Vegas, Nevada in 2004 and uh, that's exactly what we did. We moved to a retirement community, a 55 and older community Yes. and uh, she went back into teaching in the, in the classroom rather than the administration Yes. and I became a poker dealer at Caesars Palace for 10 years. Whoa, hold on just a second here. <laughs> you became a Poker dealer (laughs) in Las Vegas at Caesars? At Caesars Palace. I actually dealt the World Series of Poker a couple of years, too, while I was... uh uh, what what why why poker cards are you a card player or anything like that well it had nothing to do with that I wanted to uh, get involved in the casino industry as, yes. as a dealer yes and um, 
I looked at becoming a blackjack dealer or a craps dealer. Mm -hmm. And the only job that you can sit down and become a dealer is a poker dealer. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly why I became a poker dealer, because I could sit down as a poker dealer, whereas as a blackjack dealer, you're standing up. And also as a craps dealer, you're standing up all day long. And at my age, at 55 plus, I thought that was one job I could do for many, many years. And I did. I did it for 10 years. Okay. Now let's back up a little bit. You're sitting down at a table in Las Vegas and you're playing poker. Now how many I'm not playing. I'm dealing. dealing. Okay. Now how many people are there on the t sitting at the table? Um, in those days, generally you could accommodate up to 10. Rarely would you go more than 10. Occasionally if it was if we were super crowded, if it was a tournament and you just had an overabundance of players, 11, yes, yes. but generally 10 max. Um, during, well, during the COVID days, they would, with the plexiglass, they cut it down to eight. But when I was dealing, 10 was the max at a table. So you, now, a typical evening, uh, did you work days or nights? My shift was from uh, noon to 8 p.m. Noon until 8 p.m. That was my shift, oh, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, little bit of prying to our podcast listeners around the world in 24 countries and loyal followers of Doug the Neighbor podcast. We are interviewing Bill Belford, who is a long, long time friend of mine. And we are now at the point where he's describing his life in Las Vegas as a poker dealer. This is absolutely fantastic. Now, Bill, uh, what does a poker dealer get paid? What, what's the going rate for a poker dealer to sit there for eight hours? Well, believe it or not, you get paid minimum wage from the casino, Min and that's it. Minimum wage. Yeah. So now minimum wage is seven, eight bucks an hour. Yeah, seven. I think it's seven twenty-five an hour. It was when I was working. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Now, do do you get tips and compensation? You do get you do get tips, and that's basically what you live on are your tips. Uh, okay. As most people employed in the casino industry, uh, they live on their tips. They don't they don't live on the wages that the casino pays uh, you. Uh, okay, so. In a typical night, uh, now how many nights a week would you work? Well, my shift was noon to eight, so okay. uh, rarely would I work nights unless they, I'd work overtime. Yes. Um, and those, believe me, the casino doesn't want you to work overtime. Right, right. So you'd have to be really busy to work overtime. Right. But um, on when I first started, before the recession of 2006, 2007, uh, or 2008, uh, you could make... Uh, 200 200 plus a day in tips oh, really uh, yeah. so about 200 bucks in tips plus yeah. the pay that you got from the casino. once the recession started for uh, two three years thereafter you were lucky if you made a 100 125 a day in tips it, it really the recession really hurt and right. plus a lot of other casinos were opening up poker rooms at a real bad time uh -huh. so it really diluted the entire uh, pie Okay. Uh, it was just no, a real no. tough time in those years. Now, who, who owned Caesars? Uh, who? Caesars is actually owned by Caesars. They own a number of hotels oh, on the Strip. Mm -hmm. They're primarily two companies in Las Vegas, MGM and Caesars, and they own the bulk of the hotels. I mean, you do have uh, Wynn, you do have Las Vegas Sands, although Las Vegas Sands is selling their selling the Venetian and the Palazzo to another group. Right. It hasn't closed yet, but they're selling it to, uh, I think, Blackstone and another company that'll be, be right. taking it over early next year, maybe so, late but, this so year. So Caesars and MGM, basically. Yeah, Caesar and MGM, and, and MGM is just now uh, in the process of buying the Cosmopolitan, so they will own all the hotels. If anyone's familiar with, with Vegas, they'll own all the hotels from the Bellagio all the way down to Mandalay Bay on that side of the Strip. Oh, oh okay. All right. Now, uh, you said you did that for how many years? Ten years. Ten so, years. Yep. Did you enjoy it? 
many times, most of the time I did enjoy it. You know, after a while, I became the oldest poker dealer they had. Right. And they were, candidly, they tried to get rid of all the old dealers. Sure. Uh, That's the way it works. Uh, but I kept my nose clean and didn't cause any problem. And, and showed up on time? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Showing up is 90% of any job, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. We suffer and, from uh, that here in Austin. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I made it until I was 66. Oh, that's good. And then retired. Yeah. And then you decided to move to? Well, I stayed in Las Vegas until about, uh, well, until uh, August 15th of this year. Yeah. And uh, now you live in? Now. Now I, my wife passed away last year, and now I live in Houston. My daughter lives in Houston. My grandchildren live in Houston. So I spend time with them. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. So basically all Texans come home, correct? Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. You, you, I did. You you went to Connecticut, and then you moved back, and then you... Uh, My car broke down in Connecticut. It wasn't necessarily a voluntarily, <laughs> voluntary thing. And, uh, and then you moved to... I hated that car, by the way. <laughs> That's very funny. Okay. And then you moved to Las Vegas, and now you've moved back to Texas. So That is correct. All, all Texans come home. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And what are you looking forward to in your days of retirement in uh well, my, my hope is there'll be a change of political philosophy in Texas, but that may be wishful thinking. No so, politics on Doug DeNaver. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't say anything about <laughs> politics. I'm just, you asked me what I wish for, that's what I wish for. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, but uh, what are you, are you going to do uh, in your days of retirement? Then? You know, I'm just, uh, right now I am spending time with the family. Matter of fact, this weekend, uh, the reason I'm in Wimberley, my, yes, daughter is, my daughter is getting married this weekend, so it's a very happy occasion. This is beautiful. Uh, and yes. I appreciate you taking the time out to meet me here at Savage's Hill Country Bar. Yeah, here it's in great Wimberley here. For, to watch the OU game uh, and do a podcast. Yeah. And this is absolutely fantastic. Right? I can't believe how warm it is in the Hill Country here. Oh, it's in the low 90s now. Yeah, Unbelievable. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's cooler in Las Vegas than it is here in the Hill Country of Texas. <laughs> and what's the score of the o OU game right now? Right now, Texas is ahead 41 to 33. Three. But you don't have to remind me of the score, Doug. I have the under on this. I think I told you that, Doug. <laughs> Just rubbing it in. Belt. Yeah, really. Put put more salt on it. It's like a foot already. <laughs> now, who is Bill Buffalo? That's a good question, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I can even, even answer that. <laughs> well, we know, and he's being humble, uh, podcast listeners. We are talking to Bill Belford and his um, uh, career path to coming to Houston, Texas. And he goes by the name, his brand name is bill buffalo and he is a writer stand-up comedian theatrical performer and uh just a very very funny guy that he is uh showing us here on this podcast bill buffalo is his brand name it is he's a stand-up comedian uh, we were looking at some of his scripts here earlier he's a very very funny guy bill buffalo <laughs> doug it's been a pleasure to be with you today <laughs> well we're not quite finished yet. okay i didn't i was hoping we weren't finished i I have so much more to say. <laughs> you are a talker, Bill. We love it. <laughs> so you're in Houston to spend time with your grandkids and, and starting your new life. This is absolutely fantastic. Your uh, your Texas day is August 15th. And, Correct. And you're here in Wimberley for a Correct. wedding. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, 
Are there any hobbies that you're looking forward to getting back into now that you have moved and setting up home in Houston? Well, I used to I used to play bridge, uh, although I haven't played in a number of years. I just started playing it again about a week ago uh, at a bridge club not too far from where I live. In Houston? In Houston. Well, so you're not wasting any time getting back to uh, your life? Uh, no, I hope not. I hope to get back into bridge, and I hope to also get back into swimming. I love to swim. Oh, that's true. And uh, uh, with a little luck, uh, I'll be doing more lap swimming. Oh, uh, right now, I'm still acclimating myself. I need to get the, the car registered, and I get, need to get a Texas driver's license, and need thing. to line up, you know, doctors and yeah. hair appointments. And yeah, uh, yeah. although I have very little hair, so I don't need to. <laughs> I can wait, you know, once a quarter to cut my hair. I don't know why, as we, as I lose more hair. They still charge more to cut my hair. They should charge less. Really, this is amazing. Have you ever thought about this? They should charge less because I have less hair to cut every time I go in. Bring that up with the hairstylist. Yeah, they look at me dumbfounded when I bring that up, you know? And less time as well, too. Amazing, amazing. Oklahoma just scored there, Bill. Yeah, who cares? Who cares at this point? It's still the over who won. We've got seven, seven and a half minutes left in the game. It's 39-41. It's very, very exciting. Yeah, it looks now, like they're going for two points here. Yeah, it looks like they're going for two points. You see, to maybe, tie it up. I think Bill Buffalo might have a career as a sports announcer. You know, uh, Bill Belford Def- Bill Buffalo does not have a career as a better on sports games. We that's that. for sure. <laughs> I've taken many. Dr. However, that's right. Me. Anything I say or any bet that I made, if you do the opposite, you will win a ton of money. <laughs> the contrary. That's right. Ninety percent <laughs> probability of winning if you do the opposite of the way I bet. <laughs> and we're tied up. Eighty-two <laughs> points. The over is sixty-three and a half. And seven minutes left. Oh my gosh, this is very very exciting. Deep in the heart of Texas, Wimberley, Texas, Savages Hill Country. Bar, and we're watching the OU game, and it is 41-41 with seven and a half minutes left. This is really exciting, Bill. Uh, you mentioned your hobbies, bridge, and that, getting back into swimming, that sort of stuff. And I love going to the theater. And right, the theater. I hope to be able to see more, particularly as the theater. As theatrical community opens up, I hope to be able to see right. more shows. And be part of it with your Bill Buffalo brand. Well, yeah. perhaps, perhaps. No, no yes, yes. I'm not a young man anymore. <laughs> but you see, there's lots of old man parts. Just turned 40, Doug. You know, not many parts for people over 40 anymore. <laughs> Go with 35-35. It sounds better. <laughs> now, uh, now that you're back here in Texas, any travel plans in Texas that you would like to you see? You know, there are many places in Texas I would love to go to. Um, yeah, a lot of places in Texas I'd love to go to, and perhaps I will down down to down the coast. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see Big Ben, Big Ben yeah, National I'll Park. Go out to Marfa. Yeah, yeah. and any uh, yeah. plans to maybe get back to El Paso? Um, I hope I go to El Paso every now and then. I still have family in El Paso. Yeah. My brother lives there. Yeah. yeah, and I go down there every now. I was just there in May, and I'll uh, I'm sure I'll go back every now and then. I I, I do have a, an affinity. Uh, Towards El Paso, I, I, I lived too. there for forty plus years. It was. Yeah, uh, I do too. I, I love El Paso. Raised a family there. It's, yeah. it's a great place to raise a family. Tough place to make a living, but a, a great well, place to well, raise things, a family. Things are different there when, now that when we lived there, it was tough getting a job oh. in there. But now El Paso is a boomtown. 
things are different all things are so different people can make a living at home working at home isn't that amazing you know, when we were growing up if you worked at home you were a bum <laughs> you were a bum that's right <laughs> it's, yeah. worked on working on a cheetos bag that was about it okay bill this has been absolutely fantastic tell me uh are there any people in your life who uh, have inspired you to uh, who who's inspired you you know Doug there have been a few people that have, have really inspired me certainly I'll be honest my daughter has inspired me what an awesome awesome young lady Anne Anne Belford um, she is a rabbi and just a phenomenal human being okay um, well, that's good filled and, with compassion empathy right understanding yes a dynamic speaker uh, just an all-around a great mother I, just a great mother. and that's why you're here in town because, because of family wedding, wedding. and her fiance is just a, an extraordinary human being uh, that that's terrific that's terrific uh, and she has inspired you now you said so. she was a rabbi so she have her own congregation she has her own congregation in, in Houston Temple Sinai uh -huh. she's been there for over 12 years oh excellent uh, that's yep. beautiful that's beautiful yep. now uh, Bill Doug the neighbor's motto is laughter is the best medicine what is your motto you know, what would you, you tell know, Doug, young people? I, 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 with all, I've had a lot of adversity the last few years, and I, I honestly, just seize the day. Just honestly seize the day. Take advantage of every living day you have. Because, and as we get older, we appreciate it every day more and more because you never know when the last day comes. And, Absolutely true. So and if just, this is your last day, say at least it made it count. At least I, I did something. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yes, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the Bill, we certainly appreciate you coming here for our podcast today. We have a small gift for you. Uh, this is a small keychain that has got the Lichtenberg process on the uh, fob there. And it is uh, a process whereby uh, electrical impulses are put through wood and pass through the water and create this, this design. And they were designed by Leahy Industries, uh, leaders in 3D printing and laser etching, and a, a gift from Leahy, Andrew Leahy, who we did a podcast here on uh, uh, Doug the Neighbor podcast, Andrew Leahy, and Le he owns Leahy Industries. So we uh, a little small gift for your participation. Doug, th this is absolutely beautiful. I I've never seen anything quite like this. Yeah. This is bringing tears to my eyes. <laughs> uh, see, I wish you could see me right now. Mm -hmm. Like the tears are flowing. This, this is absolutely spectacular, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Honest to God, I've never been. This is something never been given to me before in my life. Just, just I, I want to thank Doug and Leahy Industries. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, Bill. Thank you very much for being here at the uh, pos uh, in the Possum Trot Studio remote location here at the Savages Bar in the Hill Country for the Texas OU game and a podcast. We certainly appreciate your presence being here. You and I are longtime friends. We're very happy to have you back in Houston and this podcast and you participating in this podcast. And it's very obviously that you take the A, B, and K vitamins, the karma vitamins, always being kind. We certainly appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. To all of our podcast listeners around the world, call your mother, make her smile. All the best. <laughs>